Hey friends, individual and household actions have the potential to produce roughly 25 to 30% of, of the total emissions reductions needed to avoid dangerous climate change. This is 2030 Today. On this special season of The Commute, we present a practical guide to save the planet, and we promise it's going to be fun. On this episode, Adam takes me shopping in Soho, and we talk about fast fashion. Mate, I'm, I'm trying on hats today. You know, Rubes, I'm not a big fan of hats on you. Like, it no. takes away, like, a, I love seeing full face Rubes at all times. You, you, you like seeing uh, full face and slightly thinning hair Rubes. <laughs> I want to see your whole forehead at all times. Today was a, that was a really fun time. We're in Soho today and we're talking about uh, buying clothes and uh, and where it all comes from. And, and this, that, this is actually something I've been looking forward to because everyone buys stuff. We all buy clothes. And you actually, when you actually think about where it comes from and what the overall cost from a carbon footprint perspective, it's pretty significant. The global clothing industry is responsible for 10% of greenhouse gas emissions. So it's quite large. It's funny the world doesn't go after them the same way they go after other conventionally thought of polluters or rather conventionally thought of contributors to climate change. You don't hear about it in the news when people talk about climate action, but there's been a lot of press specifically around fast fashion being an Mm. issue, but you're right. People generally think about clean energy and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, at the end of the day, ten percent of greenhouse gas emissions is 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 quite huge. So, so yeah, we we figured this deserved its own episode, and and what better than go through the epicenter of fashion shopping and all of that stuff that maybe you and I aren't so close to, but we live close to it. So, well, you don't think I'm a fashionista? <laughs> do I not look? Do I not give the look of a fashionista? I think fashionista is like hipster. Like if you're one, you don't say the word. Mm, that's probably why. Mm. That's probably why. But we did have a good time. So should we uh, should we start as we or take our listeners on a journey as we start walking through the uh, the busy streets of Soho, fighting through the hordes of tourists? Yes, let's do it. All right. Should we jump in and you tell me? Uh, how I shop at H&M in a green... Fa- Maybe I can't shop in H&M in a green fashion, but let's go and check it out. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We can just add the censorship late, late, later. If big H&M comes after us, we'll just call it bleep and bleep. I haven't been in this one. Some smart coats here we got. These are all what made in China. I'm loving the price tag here, $69. It's actually quite nice. Should we buy one? <laughs> I was going to say. Well, so it's interesting. These guys have got a little tag on here that says... Uh, well, it doesn't say anything. It just says... I thought this said something environment. Oh, it's recycled paper, at least. Oh. The paper's recycled. <laughs> so we say... Okay, we, we have a code here that we're reading. It says... 71% recycled polyester, 25% recycled wool, 100% recycled polyester on the sleeve lining. Interesting. Because the reason we're here is it's this is sort of like a low-hanging fruit episode. If you're going to pick on somebody, you pick on H&M, which is a big culprit in yeah. fast fashion. But like, I think there's been a lot of recent pressure 
around. What's it? What's it? Explain to me fast fashion. Explain that to me. You know, where traditionally you have two seasons of clothing, winter and summer. Fast fashion is where the fashion cycles just are happening so much quicker, and you end up making really cheap clothes that people only wear five or six times or less, and, the and then they throw them away. All this stuff so goes into the landfill. It goes into landfill, oh, and just nice. because we're just making so many clothes, like the environmental impact of creating all this is huge as well. So, I could do with another black shirt though in my wardrobe of black shirts. <laughs> with these fast-changing trends, that's where fast fashion comes from, right? Because within a month, you know, there's a new hot yeah. thing coming out that you have to get. One stat that I saw was the average consumer is now purchasing 60% more items of clothing compared to the year 2000 but each garment is kept half as long as it used to be. Hey, what another lovely surprise. They're really going hard on their Enviro credentials. This shell, 58% recycled wool. This is actually quite nice. Maybe, maybe H&M's turning a corner, mate. Yeah. Those are made in China. These are made in Pakistan, these pants. I think I can pull these off. <laughs> it's a good thing that podcasting is not a visual form. Oh, Bob's burgers. Oh, yeah. Bring it back. Sing it back, sing it. What does she say after bring it back? Shing it back? Sing it back. Sing it back? Maybe she's wearing a mask like we are. Or shing it back. Shing it back. That was a fun excursion into H&M. Some cool stuff there, but a couple of things. One, I've never seen them have the environmentally conscious tags before. That's obviously new. But it's still also stuff from China and Pakistan and none of this stuff is anywhere near. So it's still, it's still a shit ton of shipping to get here. Yeah, that's right. So H&M, and this is why we went in there to begin with, is they've copped a lot of flack as the poster child for all of the negative effects of fast fashion. So it's nice to see that they're at least trying to change. Now, whether you trust their changes is, is another thing, but it is promising that of all the clothes that you and I looked at, Everything had a tag with facts on the recycled content that was used in it. So that's that's pretty rad, actually. Like, that's that's a step in the right direction. It is. But it doesn't, it's, it's, I guess part of the problem, though, is all the clothes we looked at were ones that you could definitely see people buy and next year don't wear. The ones that would last, like there was some expensive coats and jackets there. That, they're the ones who ha that had a lot of recycled gear, but still those cheap black T-shirts are still cheap and black and they're not made from recycled clothes or whatever. The, sort of the, the reason why we wanted to come into H&M and why we're talking about clothes is like just to get a sort of understanding of what actually goes into making a shirt, for example. It takes 2,700 litres of water to make one cotton shirt which is two and a half years of drinking water for one person just to make one cotton shirt. I, that, that kind of washed over me. What, 2,700 litres to make one shirt? Yeah, that's how much water is involved in the manufacturing process. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of water. Yeah. Additionally, like cotton farming, it's responsible for 24% of insecticides and 11% of pesticides, despite only using about 3% of the world's arable land, which means... As a ratio to how much land they use, they use a lot of insecticides and pesticides, which obviously bad for the environment, bad for soil. Bad for the ecosystem around bad it. Bad for the ecosystem. Also, yeah, pesticides and insecticides are made of fossil fuels. So, so this, is, this is where it all starts to add up, like with water usage, pesticide usage, destruction of land. 20% of all industrial water pollution comes from garment manufacturing. 
The world uses five trillion liters, that's over a trillion gallons of water each year for fabric dyeing alone, just to dye the color of the fabric they use five trillion liters of water a year. But then like, even if you're not using cotton, say it's polyester, doesn't use as much water, but it's actually way more energy intensive up front. So it's CO2 output is still much higher. Interesting. Yeah. So was, what's, the, what's the solution here? What would you say? What do I have to do more? Because I buy, I don't buy a lot of H&M, even though we went into that store. I don't, right? But I do buy a lot of Uniqlo. Right? And I like it on, on a Uniqlo t-shirt. And I've got a lot of them that are all the same kind of t-shirt. We're, we're buying poor quality clothes so they don't last as long. So we're replacing them. So we need to buy better quality clothes. Unfortunately, they're more expensive because crap clothes are cheap. So it's perhaps a bigger financial outlay up front. But also we just get so used to not wearing things more than a few times. Try and buy things that you really love that you know you're going to wear a lot. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think it depends on where you are in the world, right? At least if you live in a big city here like New York, I think there's definitely an element of thinking about how far your stuff has come for you to get your clothes. Like how, how far does it travel? Like I get, for example, I'm wearing Chuck Taylors right now and we're just walking past the Converse store. I Should we my, go in there? I, I love my Chuck Taylors. I, I love Chucks too. And I got a story about them. Oh yeah? Yeah. Should Let's we, go should in. we walk into the Chuck Taylor store? Let's do it. This is actually a perfect segue to the other thing is when you do buy, buy from a brand that has sustainability credentials. You can buy clothes that are made with recycled materials. You can buy clothes that are made in a more sustainable and ethical way. They, the brands exist. We're about to go in and see what, what Chucks look like in Converse land. My wife started getting uh, vegan leather. That's becoming more of a thing. I think the Tesla cars actually have vegan leather in all of them. I don't know too much about that, but yeah, leather comes from cows. That's a thing. I don't think about it too much because I don't buy so much leather, but there is a lot of leather alternatives out there. That's for sure. Here's a problem. I come into the Converse store and I want to buy every second pair of shoe there, even though I know they wouldn't I suit could, me I at could, all. I could, if it wasn't for having to wear dress shoes for work or in any other occasion, I could wear Chuck Taylors my entire life. Why do you have to wear dress shoes at work? In, if I have to wear a sh like, a, if it wasn't for the fact that I can't wear Chuck Taylors everywhere, I'd wear them everywhere. This is a Chuck Taylor guy. Yeah. So there's actually I company. I just that would be that would be the uniform of choice. Yeah. Black Chuck Taylors for an evening wear. <laughs> just different versions of Chuck Taylors. Yeah. I'm with you, Rubes. I'm Chuck Taylor for life. Actually, the first writing gig I had for a magazine in Sydney years ago. We didn't use our real names. And my name was Chuck Taylor. That was sort of my pseudonym at the time, yeah. But they don't have, they don't seem to have many or any more sustainable options with re recycling. Oh, no, no, not me. I'm a little bit bigger than nine and a half. I've looked in the past and it looks like right now they don't have any more sustainable options or at least branded sustainable, which is a shame. But I think that's also their target market is, is, is a younger crowd and a cheaper shoe, right? Yeah. There's actually a brand out there called Nothing New and they have a shoe that looks a lot like a low-cut Chuck Taylor 
and they're like $90 and they're made from 100% recycled materials. Like the sole, the, the canvas, everything. We went to dinner, my wife and I, and then she accidentally dropped red wine and I was wearing my white chucks. And oddly, because it was red leather white chucks, it went on my shoes, cleaned my shoes, but the wine went on the laces and you can't clean the laces. Ah. So the rest of the shoe was perfectly clean, but the laces were just messed, so I had to buy new laces. Never bought new laces on chucks before. So what, first time. what color did the chucks laces turn? Red. So I think we just found a new way to dye cotton. Yeah. Why are we wasting water? Wine. Let's just use wine. It's red wine. <laughs> Mate, I think if we did a uh, thing, uh, the, the episode we do on dining and whining and dining, I think we're going to find out how much water is used in wine. <laughs> nah, nah, it's just, it's, it's just grapes, bro. Yeah, it's just, just grapes. It's just grapes. <laughs> All righty, that was a fun shot, mate. Yeah, got so... Got some laces out of it. Got some laces. We are both suckers for the Converse Chuck Taylor brand. But I will say, as much as I say I'm a big fan, I always see you wearing chucks, whereas I've inadvertently moved on a little bit. And this is sort of the thing with the brands we choose. I'm wearing Allbirds right now, which is a New Zealand brand, a really comfortable shoe, but they're made from a mixture of some recycled material, but also sustainable material. So the, the upper is made from wool from sheep, sheep's wool, right? Like merino wool. Right. So they're, they're ethos, they're one of the like tech startups, whatever, out of Silicon Valley, blah, blah, blah. But their idea is trying to find, trying to source materials that are more sustainable and have a smaller footprint on, on the planet. So you have Allbirds, there's the other brand, which is called Nothing New. They're the ones who make the Chuck Taylor style shoe out of 100% recycled material, plastic bottles, you, you all kinds of stuff. You buy that online. Online, yeah. We do all of our shopping online today anyway, but yeah, some of these places don't have brick and mortar. Allbirds does. But a lot of them have, because they're backed by startup funds, they have really good competitive return policies where you like buy your thing, you don't like it, you return it. There's a lot of brands out there. Everlane's really good. They make all kinds of clothes and their whole thing is sustainable manufacturing. Even if it's not necessarily made with renewable materials, they're trying to use practices that use less water, that use less chemicals in the dyeing process, all that kind of stuff. There are brands out there who want to do it, and that's their sales pitch. And we saw in H&M, like they're feeling gonna, the pressure. It's gonna, yeah, I feel like you can see it now. Even the big brands are starting to feel the pressure of people just buying differently. I think people are going to buy differently. But it, it also comes down to, like, I'm still looking around, though, and there's a lot of stores here. And there's a lot of stores here where their stuff's coming from around the world. And it's going to be a while, I feel like, before we move away from that. And it's going to be hard to not buy things from the other side of the planet but you can at least be thoughtful to start making steps in the right direction if you can buy stuff that's made locally i bought a jacket a few weeks ago that i needed and i think i'm going to keep for a long time i didn't buy it because it was made in america but that was one of the many things that i liked about the jacket was oh it was designed and made in portland it was a local small business and so on it's about being informed and, and where you can make the decision to go one way do it this also applies to more than just shopping. It's all of the stuff that we buy. So where is it sourced from? How is it made? Is there plastic wrapping, plastic packaging? We need to eliminate or at a minimum reduce the amount of plastic we're using. There's a lot of brands out there who they'll ship you their stuff in boxes and it's all, it's all paper. It's all recyclable. Let's reward these brands that are trying to do the right thing instead of 
funneling our money to the brands that don't care about the environment. There you go. That, that's, I think that's the right way to think about it. I'm definitely going to look at clothing slightly differently. Yeah, right? I don't know. You don't look convinced. No, I am convinced. I'm just trying to... I, the scale of the problem seems massive because there's so much... Like, what are the... Like, I, I read an article with how much landfill clothing takes up. All right? And it's so many clothes people just dump. And it's because people just buy really quick, easy clothes to wear. Uh, part of it's a, a financial problem as well. Not everyone has the money to spend on expensive clothing that's going to last them a long time but I think if you do have the ability maybe it's buy fewer but buy stuff that lasts you a bit longer and definitely have a look at what you're when you're buying something have a look at where, really where it's coming from like yeah. we're on H&M there's like next to the rack that had the coat from China from China China it was the jeans that I could definitely have pulled off coming from Pakistan that's a long way to get here buying something made in Pakistan is not necessarily a problem if you kept those jeans for a very long time it becomes more negligible right I probably wouldn't have kept those jeans for a very long time I think they would have been I would have I would have worn them once and then by decree of my wife they would have been thrown out I think she would have seen them and she wouldn't have even let you put them on to begin with because she would have been like I won't be able to unsee it. Return them. I'll be filing for divorce immediately. (laughs) I would have spent so much. Well, no, I wouldn't have. I would have got my. uh, I would have got one of those Van Muth, Muth, Van Muth bikes, (laughs) that uh, and and returned it. Yeah, I love it. All right, Ruby, mate. Cheers for this little shopping expedition. Until next time. Let's go get some something to eat. Yeah, let's. All right, Rubes. So, what did you learn? Mate, I learned that I'm not a fashionista. (laughs) <laughs> I could have told you that. You could have saved yeah. me an hour of shopping for me to tell you that. I also learned when you want to record in H&M, you're going to be really sly because we were about to get kicked out twice from two different stores. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Depending on what day it is, I'm either thinking security guard is looking at us going, get out of here, you, and well, other times. I, I think they don't even care. Well, maybe they just thought that we were really into it. <laughs> These guys really, really love their shopping. clothes. Security guys like they must be fashionistas if they bring microphones into their shop and they're talking experience. about clothes to each other. Uh, yeah. Mate, I learned quite a few things. I think one of the things that did take me by surprise a little bit when we were in H and M was how many clothes had the label um, of sort of the green labels on them. So it obviously seems like some of these big companies are starting to take notice and are actively putting in measures to somehow to, to, to reduce the impact um so you could see that i think that makes it really easy to be like oh hey this item of clothing has a very limited impact so i'm gonna i'm gonna get it but then on the same token when we walked around the corner there are there are plenty of items of clothing from almost the opposite side of the globe um which commercialism and globalization means that stuff gets made in different parts of the world but just the idea that a pair of pants uh, that cost thirty dollars comes from Pakistan. I mean, the impact on that is huge, right? That's a, that's a huge cost of of an overall of your overall carbon footprint. Yeah, there's a lot of elements, right? Like what's gone into producing the garment, what's been the transportation aspect of it, if it's been shipped from the other side of the planet, and so on. Yeah, but you're right. I was equally surprised that H and M had at least a few products up there that they were saying, hey, made from 20% recycled so-and-so. So it's good news, right? Because pressure is working, consumer choices are working, H&M and other big companies that have received a lot of heat for being the main culprits around fast fashion are trying to adjust. Mm. But 
you know, the cynic could say that a leopard doesn't change its spots, right? Just because you sell a few things that are partially mm. recycled or what have you doesn't solve the problem completely, but it's a step in the right direction. I, I think the other thing is, you said it, it's about really understanding what you can do. You know, if you don't have the means and you've got a family of four and you need to clothe them, the idea that you're going to be, you're going to, people can expect you to spend a lot more money on stuff that's locally made is ridiculous because you have a family of four and you know you may not have the means and that's fine you can the fight you can fight the fight if you want to in a different way but i think if you have the means to do it and you have the ability to spend a bit more money on something that's locally made and it doesn't break your bank then i think having the state of mind to be able to do that is something that we need to start thinking about doing yeah no you're right money's always going to be a consideration and you and i are probably fortunate enough that we could spend a little bit more on that higher quality item but that's correct it's sometimes other people's number one priority is can i afford it or not and you got to do what works for you but there's also opportunities within that realm if you can't afford the more expensive more locally made thing there's actually a lot of other options out there like thrift shopping buying secondhand clothes all that kind of stuff you can actually buy high quality secondhand clothes for relatively affordable if you go to the right place right mm. So, so even then the, I can't afford it. I get it. So let's think about other ways that we can get there. You know, mm. let's think about. You, you know, what would be a really cool way. I think like this would never happen because it's the whole point of us being human beings is that we're individuals, but imagine if we had a global uniform and everyone just wore the same stuff. Oh, I don't know. I immediately like, no one's ever going to do it, but I'm just saying, if you really wanted to solve the problem, you do that because that way then you don't have to like, you don't have to keep buying different kinds of things. It's just one thing. You remember like any of those 80s or 90s movies that were set well into the future and everybody dresses weird, but they all dress the same? This is how it starts. Someone like you, Ruben, comes up with a half-baked idea and says, I know, let's just make everybody dress the same. And then inevitably they all go crazy. Would it not, would they it get... not combat this problem though? I, I would argue it would create a bigger problem, Ruben. <laughs> I'm, not, but I don't, I'm not talking about the other problems. I'm talking about this one here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Let's all wear the same thing. Let's get six, seven billion people to wear the same T-shirt. Yeah. And let, me, wear... let me guess, Ruben, does that T-shirt have... A picture of your face on it by any chance? No, I'm <laughs> or maybe not the Kamut logo. Think, maybe the Kamut logo, just not not my picture. All I'm saying: basic white T-shirt, right? Guys, we're white pivoting. Jeans, white Chuck This Taylor's. episode, this episode is the launch of our global Kamut brand. It's sustainable. It's fashionable, and everybody's going to be wearing it. It's a plain white tee with a Kamut logo on the front, right on the yeah. heart, right where Ruben's heart is. Exactly. Done. <laughs> Done and dusted. But anyway, uh, I think it's um. Well, those jokes aside, I thought it was uh, it was quite eye-opening. I, I am very encouraged the way a lot of these big stores that I would expect to not have uh, sustainable branding have it now a lot. And I think it's, yeah, if you can shop locally, definitely shop locally. And I think definitely think about where your stuff comes from, right? You get your pants from Bangladesh. I mean, it's coming from Bangladesh. Mm. Right? It's a long way to come for, for you to have pants. You probably shouldn't yep. not wear pants, but definitely pants first. Look, if they have to be from Bangladesh, it's better than not wearing pants. Yes, yeah, no pants versus pants definitely. from Bangladesh, and then it's always pants from Bangladesh. No, but you're right, Rubes. This always goes back to voting with your wallet. Clearly, people have been voting with their wallet, and companies are trying to adjust now. They're trying to appeal to the more environmental, 
the more environment conscious consumer. And that's great. But that only happens by you no longer buying the cheap $7 t-shirt and only Mm. buying the thing that's at least partially recyclable or made more locally or what Mm. have you. Personally, I think it's cool that H&M have started making more stuff out of recyclable materials, but I still won't shop there because I already know that there's 50 other brands out there that can give me something that's much better for the environment that I prefer. So Mm. we don't all have to do that. We don't all have to boycott H&M, but there are a lot of good brands out there and it's just a matter of like looking around and we'll we'll put some links to some of them in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think the only other thing we need to do is we need to stop grandparents and parents buying clothes for their kids because they're always oh, going to yes, end up please. in the landfill, yeah. right? That's that's probably, I'd love to know the stats. I reckon if 10% of, if, if most of climate change is, or if 10% of the problem is caused by fast fashion, I reckon 2% of that 10% are nanas and, and grandparents <laughs> buying socks and shirts that kids are never going to wear. Just another way the bloody boomers have failed us. They've, they've, they've... No one is going to wear the checkered shirt that you bought your grandson. It's going to go into a landfill. All right, Nana? So just, we need to just, we got to stop that from happening. I think oh. if, if you're an old person and you walk into a H&M, they're going to be like, sorry, out you go. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you here to buy boomers, something for your grandson? Boomers, please stop shopping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've done enough. We could, the boomers have done enough for us when it comes to the environment. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, they, they've done enough. Now they're going to stop buying clothes that no one's ever going to wear. Yeah. All right, Rubes. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, mate.